All right, here we are. Here Hello. We're back. Hello. <laughs> good Hello. Evening, everyone. Good evening. Hey there, Ruth. Hi. We're and back. Victoria, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we have an exciting time here on uh, Authors Up. And we're back. We are here. We had a little delay due to some technical difficulties, a little power outage, but we are back and we are going to dive right in. Thank you all who were here earlier. Come on back in and put your comments in so we know that you are here and here with us. We have a wonderful guest uh, hiding out in the little green room there, but uh, we're going to bring her in after our break and you're going to meet her. She's a delightful lady and uh, you're going to love her. We love her. And we love the book that she has written, and we yes. look forward to sharing that with you. Hey there, Lynn. Thank you for coming back with us, with us. And we're looking for our other listeners to come back in as well. So let's just dive in and get started, guys. Um, let's start with our weekend review. And Ms. Ruth, why don't you tell us what was happening with you this past week? Sure, sure. First, I want to say welcome to all our uh, non-Facebook Listeners yes. Um, yes. all around the world, you are most welcome. Most yes. welcome. So, um, so this week, um, it, it was usual. Nothing exciting happened. Um, I have to say, though, I had I had a moment of reflection today. So, I recently had a birthday. We talked about that last week. Um, I turned forty-eight. I have no issue telling people that. Um, I'm proud of my forty-eight years, um, because. I feel like I'm still 35. So well, good for you. I know. Right. So I feel, I don't feel as old as I am until Victoria said something today and that kind of just crashed. (laughs) So we were at church and I was holding um, a friend's grandbaby and just, I mean, he was the most precious thing. And in my, in my head, I'm like, I'm doing the mommy thing. And she's like, oh, look at you doing the grandma thing. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. When did I become old enough to be a grandmother? <laughs> when you turn 48. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hurt your feelings. I didn't hear my feelings. You, you didn't didn't it just it hit me today. I'm like, whoa, wait, yeah, no, I don't do yeah, the mommy thing anymore. My kids are grown. They out the house. They they're older, so <laughs> that means I'm older. And they can present you with a grandchild. No, not anytime soon. I mean, they could, but they don't need to anytime soon. <laughs> it was it was just it was just one of those moments where she you know she you didn't know what you you know you yeah didn't know the impact of your yeah. word but it was just like oh okay i am aha <laughs> yeah it was most definitely an aha moment so yeah. um like i said it, it wasn't a very eventful week but that definitely um <laughs> That that was the most memorable part of my week. So. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. No, it hurt my feelings. It was just, you know, reality. You know, when they say reality hits you, it, it yeah. literally, it just Smash like you. smacks it's you in like face. right in the face. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're not 35 anymore. <laughs> no matter what you tell yourself, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, you're back. You're right. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. back. <laughs> yeah. Right place, right time. You're in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that was my highlight. I'm 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 old. So Andrea, how about your week? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to her. I just don't even know. What to say. <laughs> her highlight is that she's so I've been old for so long. <laughs> The rest of us are getting there. That's okay. it. That's it. That's My it. knees tell me I'm old. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was gonna say too. Like, I, I feel 35, but then I, you know, when I stand up from here after sitting down for about an hour or so, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm mm. not 35. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nakayana, thank you for coming coming and joining us tonight. Uh, we are um, doing what we do here <laughs> on Authors Up, which is, first of all, have a little fun and a little laughter because we can't do this show without laughing. And laughter is good medicine for whatever's ailing you. I tell yeah, you amen. So, amen. So we're, we're in a good spot and a good place, and we hope you are too. Thank um, you. How was your week? How was your week? Come yes. on, come on, come on. <laughs> I, well, I got two things. I got two things. Okay. Um, thing number one is I was invited to do uh, a piece of poetry to music. Oh, uh, that's with right. Uh, uh, some of you are familiar with Cinnamon Ruth Leggett, yeah. and she yeah. uh, has been working on a project called uh, Worship Puerto Rico. Uh, mm. where she has raised money to go back to Puerto Rico and help with those who were de devastated by mm -hmm. and hurricanes and things like that. Well, she recently, well, not recently, actually, it's been a couple of years that she relocated to uh, L.A. So she's now doing Worship L.A., mm -hmm. Los Angeles. And at the end of the month, she will be coming to Surf City to do Worship North Carolina. Oh. And she had written, she has an original song that she has written, and she asked oh. to uh, do a poetic piece to go with it. Uh, so uh, I did. I, I wrote something. And, uh, you know, things you don't think about. Uh, she asked me to do it. I said, oh, yeah, fine. That'll be cool. We did one uh, before she even left. And it, it was a, a piece to father-daughter, a father-daughter dance. And it comes up every year. It'll surface on, on uh, YouTube and Facebook and all of that. But I said, yeah, sure, I'll do this. Now, first of all, I am not thinking about, guess what? Time zone changes. Uh -huh. <laughs> time zone yep. changes. <laughs> I said, well, what time is it? She said, it's 7 o'clock. And I said, oh, cool, no problem. No, no, wait. That's 10. That, I'm sleepy. At 10. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay awake to do this thing at 10 o'clock. That was my first hurdle. My second hurdle was, I say, you're doing this on Zoom. Oh, no, no, we're doing it on Instagram. I don't have one of those. I don't have Rue, old, old <laughs> people. You know? Yes, exactly. So when you're talking about oh, there are other things that let you know that you're old. <laughs> and you need a grammar, ma'am. <laughs> so I had to do sound check a day early so that I could get an Instagram account, figure out how to get into it and do all those things. So we managed to, to get it all together. And I uh, did another sound check at five. I had said, well, I'll just take a little nap here. And then I realized, oh, no, five, five, six, no, what, eight, eight, eight. I got to get, I got to be ready at 15 and do this. That's a hard. It worked out all right. It was a well, lot. Good. And I did enjoy it. I but now you got a gram for real, for real now. I, girl, I got, I'm on the IG. Yes. Ah! yes. You, now you do know you were already on the IG. No. Cause I didn't, I didn't have any. Um, what do you, what do you call those things? The hash, the, you know what I'm talking about. How you sign in? What, what I'm called when I go out there and do oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Well, your identity was already on the ground. Really? What was I? Who was I? Andrea L. Hines. Well, that's interesting because that's why we couldn't get that name yesterday because it was already taken. <laughs> You know, that's not funny, but you that know, is. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll let you know the right one to follow. Stop talking. Just stop talking. It's okay. Well, I have decided also that in November I am going to do the challenge. What? Not not officially like oh. you all are doing, but I have a I have a work that I have <laughs> been meaning to do and been meaning to complete the writing of for okay. some. Okay, okay, we'll November will push me to get it done. 
So I'm kind of excited about that. So well, good, good. Yeah, good. good. And I, I just want to share, because I've had a couple other people say that they were interested in doing the challenge. And I think that that will give us more accountability if we're all doing it together. So we can have yes. that little, little uh, community here. Everybody keeping their word count, you know, keeping track of their word count and sharing that yes. with everybody. So yes. yeah, that's exciting. What's the word count for a children's book? I need to look that up. Yeah, we need to Whatever that up, you yeah. decide it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then. Okay. All right. All right, Victoria. <laughs> you know, my biggest challenge this week was surviving Hurricane Ian. <laughs> you know, obviously, you did. I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, what I mean by that was, you know, I, you know, I moved. I moved in March um, um, to a new apartment, and so I, you know, in March, you didn't think about any kind of storms or power outages or, or things like that. You know. But this storm really made me think, okay, I really got to kind of get ready for, you know, because we live in North Carolina, and you know, we'll have power outages with the ice and all that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not ready. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who said, well, do you have the, this? Do you have water? Do you have flashlights? Do you have candles? No, I don't have none of that. So, so it was like, it was just an eye opener for me to, you know what, you got to get ready. You got to get ready because you, you, you know, there are storms going to come. So mm -hmm. I just, I just thank God that this particular one did not, you know, I feel for everybody who lost power. I feel sorry for all those in Florida. I and mean, I'm so grateful. You know, the, the worst I had was the, the, the limb fell in the house, but it, I just thought I'm grateful because it could have been so much worse. And mm -hmm. the only thing that I thought to do was make sure I had my medicine and my child's medicine, you know, that's it. But other than that, I was like, I just wasn't as prepared. So it's just a, a reminder, reminder that we, you know, winter, winter is coming for our great Game of Thrones throne people. Winter is coming. <laughs> you got to get ready. So that that was um, my week. Get ready. Okay. So it's a week in review and PSA. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Everybody else. Now. Now we've got that all out the way. We have a wonderful, wonderful author waiting for us. We were um, to have her before. That didn't happen, but it's happening tonight. And we are so excited. We're, we're, we're ready, guys? We're ready? We are yeah. ready. All right. All right. And I will be reading our bio. So hang on. Elaine Kohanowitz is the author of Mom of Six Dies Laughing and is the host of the Imagine Momcast podcast. She is a wife and mother of six. Over the years, she has run a playgroup, was homeschooling for 15 years, started a homeschool co-op that grew to 150 people, finished four, four triathlons, helped her husband with his growing Inc. 5000 business, wrote a few children plays, and played a lot of Foursquare. She's had kids in public and private school as well, has become a veteran in feeding a very large family, hates laundry, and loves chocolate and adventures. These days, she helps moms through her pod book, podcasts, speaking, group challenges for moms, coaching, and courses. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, you're going to meet our delightful guest, Elaine. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hi, Elaine. Hi, thanks for having me. We are glad you've been you were able to um join us this time. Yeah. I know you had a moment like <laughs> so the rest of sorry. us. You're probably not as old as us, but you know, <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> definitely had a senior moment. I had a I had a mom's been pregnant too many times 
lost some brain cells moment. <laughs> <laughs> we understand that. We do. We do. You're in good company. So, um, and I have to say that when I got the request uh, for your book, the title is what drew me to look further into it. And I, I think uh, just going by the title and the cover, I was like, oh, this is probably something we should do. So <laughs> tell us more about your book, Mom of Six Dies Laughing. Yeah, I love that you said that about the title too, because it took me forever to pick a title. I had several written down and I was pulling everyone I could know, I knew from all the neighbors to the dog and anybody in between. And everybody liked something different. And I finally just had to like, <laughs> you know, pick. So that's awesome. So, um, the question was, I'm sorry, I totally got off track. What is the book about? Is that what you asked? Yes. Me? Tell, us what, tell okay. us what the book is about. So I'm going to tell you through a story. So one time when my youngest was around three, he had major mommyitis and he would not let me go anywhere. Mm. Um, thankfully, he was, you know, the youngest of six. So by that time, I had probably kids that were like 10 and 11. You know, I had like old enough-ish for him to be like hanging out with them, watching cartoons Why I hoped to sneak out of the house and go to the grocery store for a few minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anybody who's had a clingy toddler knows how this goes. <laughs> so it was a Saturday morning and my husband was home, but he was laying in bed. He hadn't gotten up yet. And he was just kind of, you know, awake, but lounging around and the kids were watching cartoons and the three-year-old was with them. And I thought to myself, if I can just sneak past the living room without him noticing, I could get to the garage and get out of the house and be back before he even no mm -hmm. knew I was gone. So I snuck through, I got to the garage. I like, you know, opened the door as slowly as I possibly could. I like opened the van door. I closed it quietly. I got in. And then the moment of truth, you know, is when you open the garage door because you know how loud it is and there's nothing you can do about it. And so I prayed and then opened the garage door <laughs> and then back to the van out and was heading, you know, just like about to leave. And I thought to myself, I did it. I got out and he didn't know I was gone. I, you know, nothing has happened. Nobody's screaming coming out the garage mm -hmm. or anything. I'm like, okay, this is good. And I start to drive off and right then my three-year-old burst out of the door and right behind him is my husband in his underwear chasing him down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not look back. <laughs> there you go. That's the right response. <laughs> oh my so thankfully my husband's a runner because it took him about a quarter of a mile to catch up, but he wow. finally didn't get it. Wow. So that is all to say that I think that as moms, we tend to A, feel like nobody's in the same boat as us. Right. And B, feel um, a lot of mom guilt and, and totally overwhelmed <laughs> at mm -hmm. times. Yep. And so that's why I wrote the book was, you know, to help moms feel understood, related to, kind of not take themselves quite so seriously, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, and um, just find, you know, some really like practical help and answers. Because I feel like moms are like the best people to give mom advice versus like books, you know? <laughs> yes. Because I remember like reading those parenting books and uh -huh. then I would just feel guilty for three months mm -hmm. and then anything they said. And then I finally get over it and go back to doing whatever I was doing already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, I had like a bunch of questions ready to ask you about your writing journey, all that. And I think we'll get to it. But obviously humor is a big part of who you are. I just feel like you know, I always wondered what does joy mean? 
Mm -hmm. And I think it took me to write the book to like equate joy with laughter. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you think about it, like, like, for just example, like I have a friend and she actually lost her little boy when he was three. Our, our mm -hmm. boys were the same age, our youngest. Right. And, you know, I remembered like just the day it happened, you know, just rushing to her house and just sitting with her and talking. But during that day, like there was humor. You know what I mean? Like there was things would come up that we would just laugh about. Mm. And it's like, it's like the, you know, it, that's, I think that's why I'm starting to really realize that laughter and joy are kind of hand in hand because it's like those, that one thing, you know, that you can have in the midst of any situation that kind of pulls you out, you know, mm -hmm. and draws you closer to other people and to God, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is, I think that's really profound, you know, especially, you know, like you said, we as, you know, we're all moms here. So, yeah. and I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we've all experienced that mom guilt. Um, maybe even to some degree still do. Um, oh, yeah, uh, so sure. it's, it, it's not something that you, it's not something that you necessarily, oh, I, I'm done feeling guilty. Oh, you know, my kids are 26, 24, and I think 22. Um, you don't, <laughs> um, you don't stop, stop laughing. You're gonna distract me. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It, okay, so going back, joy, definitely, you know, there is, you know, it's, I, I've learned that there's a difference between happiness and joy, you know, and I think that joy comes from somewhere deep within and it can override, like you said, any situation, the fact that you could sit there with your friend in a tragic, devastating situation, but still yeah, experience that, you know, there's there's a big difference for that. And I think that your book definitely shows that. Because I know when I started reading it, I was looking at it going, oh, you know, this, you could almost treat this like a devotional. You know, it, it definitely laugh your way through it. It's unlike any devotional I've read, but <laughs> it'll put you in a different place because you'll walk away laughing and going, okay, I'm not the only one with mom guilt. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, the only, I'm not alone. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I, that was just a statement. So, um, no question there. But um, obviously, you have a lot of accolades on your bio there, and there doesn't seem like there's not too much that you don't do. So, were you always a writer? <laughs> no, this is my first book. Wow. Oh, okay. Hey. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome. So, do you so, enjoy yeah, writing, or is it just something that you just decided one day I'm gonna write a book? Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of uh, reminds me of when my Aunt Christy said to me one time she had a baby late in life and she went to the doctor and she had really bad morning sickness mm -hmm. and the doctor didn't believe her. And she, she said all she wanted to do was like throw up on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> believe it then. Okay. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I know. I know. You can see where the humor comes from in this. Yes, yes. But uh, and I, it kind of just reminded me of that in the writing process because I feel like, <laughs> in a way, like when I started, it's like I wanted to just throw up everything that I had ever yeah. gone through as a mom and like and like just write it down so someone else, when they went through it, would like know, you know, what it was mm -hmm. like and not have to hopefully you know, trudge through all the misery because they had a heads up. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, like, like, would that have really gotten the point across, you know, to just like kind of basically write a bio. And so mm -hmm. I had to, so I kind of like wrote part of it and then I had to go back to the drawing board and think mm -hmm. through like, when someone picks up my book, what question are they trying to answer? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really thought, you know, that that's what they want. They want to ditch the mom guilt. This is this is the subtitle is how to ditch overwhelm and mom guilt, feel more connected and empowered and have more fun. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that's really what they want. You know, they don't want to hear my biography. Right. 
You know, they want to hear how do I get from this, you know, situation I'm not happy with to this one that I want. Right. Wow. And I think that that really helped me change the direction of the book and then and then and change the way I wrote it, because actually that's when I, I started writing it more humorously. And it was and it was just so much fun that that it was like much more of a blast after that and just like oh man this is cool you know like in real life like normally people don't go oh elaine she's really funny <laughs> but <laughs> but when i have time to think about it you know it's yeah. really cool that that is neat that is neat and I, I applaud you because most people when they go back and realize it's not working i won't say most people i don't like general statements some people just give up they don't write, you know, when you have to, when you figure out that you have to rewrite the book, they just go, mm, maybe it wasn't just meant to be. So the fact that you could go back and do that, start again, and then come out with this is just amazing. So um, I have so many questions, but I'm going to let um, Andrea jump in there because I think she has um, questions now. No, nope, I don't. <laughs> all right <laughs> wow <laughs> we're good no I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding um the, the the sentence that you said that i think is is so so important and what gets us into trouble and into that uh guilt space is have more fun i think we get so obsessed almost with getting it right and doing it right and you know am i saying the right thing is you know is he going to be in therapy for 12 years because <laughs> of something i didn't do you know and all what of that you do and i love the way the book is written because it the things that you talk about like when you were figuring out what to do to to spend time with your kids and you know the games that you would play and things like that uh, it, it's it's not and this is it's not rocket science it's just love and you know time and presence and all of those kinds of things and and there's nothing that isn't covered and and i love that i love that about it um because it's something that says you know it, not not I can be a good parent, but I am a good parent. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm doing these things and here's somebody who's already done them. And, you know, she's sane and nobody's looking for her with a white jacket with extra long sleeves. <laughs> yeah. This is a great thing, you know. So I, I really liked everything uh, about the way that you put your thoughts together and what you had learned. Mm -hmm. Um, in in your journey uh, with your kids, and and it's really really great. And sometimes we're always looking for something, like you said. You know, you wonder when people pick up my book, what are what are they looking for? What are they looking for? And I think a lot of those questions you answer, and you That's answer awesome. from a place of this is what I did, and this is what worked, and this is what I did and maybe not so much. You might not want to go in that direction, but, but all of it is just really good. But you have one part in this book that is, is really serious to me at least. And, and I don't know, um, I know it's not something that most people think about, but I want you to touch on it uh, and, as quickly as you can to kind of give us a sense and a feel of it. But it's that chapter when you talk about when um, Child Protective Services comes to the door, because that that had to be one of the most frightening experiences that I think any parent uh, can go through. I don't think it's something that's, you know, at the forefront of our brain, but my goodness, what what do you do? How do you how do you handle that? How does that happen? And I loved um, the way that you explained um, what that scenario was for you. And I'd love for you to share some of that with our listeners tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So I really debated whether to put that in the book because of not only because it's not humorous, but also it's very personal mm -hmm. and very, very scary. 
And the reason that I decided to put it in the book was because I wanted other mothers who've gone through this to know that it, they're not the only one. And, you know, I feel like Satan traps us in the dark, but when we bring it into the light, that's when he can, you know, God can work. Right. And so I, I felt like I wanted to bring that into the light so that, you know, God could work through it. And also because I'm, I don't have anything to hide, you know, I, I felt like I was definitely a victim <laughs> in that situation. Right. So basically what happened was our, our three-year-old, well, let's see, he was five. I think he was around five at the time, our youngest. He was on a trampoline across the street and he got hurt. And at the time that he got hurt, um, I was not home and my husband was not home. My husband was out of town. And I was at a gymnastics meet, so and I was like an hour away from the house. And my dad was home, like taking care of the kids. He happened to be here, and uh, the other kids. So my oldest at that time was a teenager, mm -hmm. and so they got him from the trampoline, brought him home. It was screaming bloody murder. They called me, and of course I'm like uh you know like okay shoot what do we do and of course it was like a sunday night like none of this ever happens like from eight to five right. on monday through friday of course <laughs> right of course because that would have been easy you know so at that point you're like do we spend the money to take him to the emergency room like how serious mm -hmm. is this and and on top of that the the five-year-old is he's kind of a drama king so combine that with my oldest, who's a teenager, who nothing is bothers him unless you were about to fall off a cliff or something. And then my dad, who's just, I don't know, super like tough. <laughs> so, so he's like, you know, like, like just tough it up and quit yeah. crying, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, as a mother, like it's very hard on the phone to assess, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And there wasn't anything really obvious, like, you know, he had a bone sticking out of his leg or something. So I was just like, well, just prop him up and try to, you know, turn something on the TV and I'll get home as soon as I can. So we did that. And by the time I got home, he was fine. Like he wasn't he wasn't fine to the point of not in pain, but he wasn't like crying or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I had actually just sprained my knee really badly like a couple weeks before that and I had been like on crutches and everything and just based on his symptoms I really thought that probably was what it was so long story short we didn't end up taking him to the doctor until like a week and a half later and we finally decided okay it was getting better but he couldn't put pressure on it and so we went to um, a sports guy they took an x-ray they called me on the, the, the Friday of that week and was like, and he didn't think it was broken, the sports guy. But at the end of the week, the, the, with the, when they got the x-ray, they were like, no, it's broken. So we ended up going to a hospital that's t that handles children specifically in our area. And when we went there, um, the doctor was asking me, it was just me actually with my son, my husband wasn't there. And she ended up asking me like what happened and I just gave her the brief version. And she was like, why didn't you bring him in two weeks ago? And I didn't really know what to say because I was in such shock already that he'd broke his leg. Yeah. And then I felt horrible. You know, I just felt like I should just be kind of contrite, you know, cause I just like felt so guilty. Well, that ended up to be the wrong thing to do because I didn't say much about it. And so she ended up calling social, the social worker. And when I was in the doctor's office, like waiting for the nurse to come in, I was just sitting in there with my five-year-old. The social worker came in there and started asking me questions. And at first I didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I realized she was a social worker, my like antenna went up because we homeschooled for so long and they're very like proactive about telling you kind of how to handle social workers. Right. Right. And <clears throat> so I just clammed up pretty fast. I like pretty much told her the names of the kids and that was it. And and I think she was like, well, what? It didn't, I don't know if it even mattered at that point. Cause once the ball got rolling, they had to. Right. To the end. Yeah. Yeah. And 
It was the most horrible experience I've ever had in my life because I had to then take him downstairs to another part of the hospital to get his leg set and all these things. And the whole time I have to be nice and I'm trying to keep him calm because he's freaking out because he's only five and he doesn't understand what's going on. And he's, you know, crying and all this stuff. He didn't know. He didn't understand anything about DFS. He was just worried about getting his legs set, you know, and all that stuff. And so I'm having to play like the everything's going to be good and, and chit chatting mm -hmm. with all the people there. And I feel like I'm in enemy territory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like anything I say is now going to be used against me. Right. Right. I mean, it was really freaky. And so I went and then I went home and on my way home, I called my husband. And of course, he's freaking out and we get home and we're not home more than 30 minutes. And this other social worker shows up at the door. And so we're just like, well, we've been trained, you know, don't let him into your house. And mm -hmm. so we're like standing at the door and he's wanting to come in to just make sure everything, because they have this 24 hour check where they have to just make sure there's no emergency. And the kids were there so he could see the kids from the front door. They were like watching TV and stuff. And so he saw them, saw that they were okay and he left. And then it almost got worse from there because, because I had told the first lady the names of the kids they knew that there were six of them and it happened to be that we at that time we had two in public high school so there was only four kids that were home when the social worker came and so he wanted to see interview all the kids and he wanted to interview the other two and see them because he hadn't actually gotten to see them and when this all took place it took a few weeks we finally got the information to the social worker that um, like I wrote it out and I wrote numbers of all the neighbors and all the details and everything. And um, when I started talking to the social worker over the phone, finally, after weeks where I was just like, I thought my heart was going to like drop out of my chest, you know, because you're waiting for weeks. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what they're going to do. And I finally talked to him on the phone. And when I mentioned that we had gone to this other doctor and gotten the x-ray there, that sports doctor, and that's the doctor we had taken the x-rays with us when we went to the children's hospital. Well, they didn't know that. They didn't know. And wow. so they thought that that was our first time to ever even go to a doctor. Right. And as soon as I said that, like, he was just like, I don't even need to hear anymore. Like, that's, and I was like, you're kidding me. Like, the doctor could have looked at the x-ray and seen that it wasn't from their hospital. Like, it was right. so, right. you know, and you put me through this hell, you know. Yeah. And then, but it didn't end because then they wanted to, like I said, interview the kids. And we were like, no, like you have all the evidence you need. You've already told me that. Now it's just a witch hunt. You know, now it's just, let's see what kind of stuff we can dig up. Right. And, and then on top of that, they hadn't seen the other two. So they threatened us that they would go to the school and interview them because we didn't have jurisdiction over the public school. Wow. So we got a lawyer and we had to write a letter and or they, they wrote a letter on our behalf. And thankfully, after, you know, going back and forth a little bit with that, that that was enough to get them to really be afraid of us. <laughs> and so that was good. And so just to kind of like close the case, they said, we'll just bring the other two by our office. And so my husband went. And he literally just took the other two in and that was it and, and left. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the end of it. But we still had to wait for another like couple months to really find out it was closed. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it was horrible. Elaine, I'm glad that you included it. I know it's not, you know, a happy place. And I know that it, it really is kind of, you know, difficult to even go through. But I'm glad that you did include it because there are always things that, you know, life happens and life doesn't mm -hmm. always happen without a curveball in there somewhere. Yes. And I'm sure that there's probably somebody out there and somebody who's reading your book or somebody, you know, who who has either come close to that experience or who may not even be processing that that kind of thing can happen. So I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did include it. It was an eye opener for me. 
because uh, I, I, you know, you don't think in those terms because you know what your intention is. You know what you're trying to do, and you're trying to do be a good mom and do everything right. So it doesn't even occur to you that something would be taken out of context and taken to the level that you you all had to go through with that. So I, I appreciate that and appreciate you sharing that uh, with us tonight. So let's let's get back to the fun stuff, Victoria. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, y'all know what I'm gonna say. Get the book. Get the get book. The book, get the book. It, I love the book. Um, there are two things that really stuck out for me. And before we um, started the show tonight, I, I let you know how much I love the book and that I wish your your um, part three, the early days, that mm-hmm. I had had your book be when I had my first child 24 years ago, because it's better than um, that other book. <laughs> <laughs> that we shall not name. <laughs> yep. I don't care, but... Um, you know, I, I carried that book around and I tried to do everything by that book. <laughs> and, and and it was part, of, like you said, the mom guilt for not doing it right. You know, I felt like I was a terrible mother, but, you know, I did not give myself grace, which I should have. And um, I just wish I had your book. So I, I'm just, I recommend that part. You know, you say in the intro, if you're a new mom, go to part three and then come back. And that's that's really what they need to do. If you're a new mother out there, you know somebody who's um, about to have a baby, get them this book and let them read practical, practical advice mm-hmm. from a mom of six. And so <laughs> if I could go back, I would do it a little better as far as have more fun, have more fun. Mm-hmm. Because, it's, you know, you're all about trying to make sure everybody got what they need. And if you add children who have some sicknesses in there, then you're trying to make sure everybody has their medication. I mean, it's just, it's a lot, but you know, you need grace to be a mom. And I love particularly chapter three. Chapter three is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Get out of the house, girl. That's what that, that the name <laughs> of the chapter is. Get out of the house, girl. That's right. Get the book. I, can you talk about why it is so important for us to take a break and get out of the house, get away from the children? <laughs> Amen, sister. you know there's a quote in the book that it's something like um sitting in your car with the door locked eating bunches of mcdonald's and horrible big macs and drinking giant cups of soda and listening to rap music that cusses is a totally normal form of mother um therapy (laughs) i agree I remember one time I was at church and the pastor, they did this like skit to go with the sermon. And in the skit, the mom locked herself in the bathroom and she was folding laundry and she had people kept knocking on the door, you know, and all these things. And then the pastor gets up there and he goes, ha, ha, ha. Wasn't that funny? And I was like, that was not funny. <laughs> that was PTSD right there. How about that? That was like a little too much reality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, but- absolutely. I remember uh, walking, my husband walking in. This happened a few times. And he come into the garage and open the door. And when he left that morning, everything was fine. And he'd come back and I'd have one on my hip and, and one hanging onto my leg. And I'd be like mascara running and, you know, like, like look like a bag of mashed potatoes. And, and he's like, what in the heck is going on? And I'm like, I hate you. And I hate these kids. And if I never see any of you again, it'll be too soon. I'd hand the baby and walk out and drive away. (laughs) And, you know, I call my best friend and do some, you know, rant therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I'd go see a movie by myself. You really? don't realize how awesome it is to see a movie by yourself until I, you have small children. I never do. <laughs> and, and matter of fact, to this day, I've never done it. Yeah. Oh, you should. you're missing. Yeah. It's good therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what I wanted to bring out, that we have to, it's part of our self-care. It's part of taking care of us. It's part of our mental health. If we don't take care of ourselves, how can we take care of the crew? 
Exactly. Anybody else, unless we take care of ourselves. So that that was, um, you know, we could talk about your book all night long. Oh my goodness, <laughs> so many things we weren't able to touch on. But please, can you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find your book and how could they connect with you if they have any questions for you? Absolutely. So the best way to do it is to actually go to imaginemom.com slash book. So it's imagine is with an E at the beginning instead of an I. So it's E-M-A-G-I-N-E-M-O-M.com slash book. Um, You can go to Amazon too and get to it there. But if you go to that link, there's a quick link to get to it on Amazon. So yeah, you can buy it there. It's called Mom of Six dies laughing you can buy it on amazon but you can get to the the link there um if you want to connect with me i am on instagram all my handles i think that's what Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were trying to remember earlier on the gram she's on the gram she's on the gram (laughs) is imagine mom so it's yeah they're all e-m-a-g-i-n-e-m-o-m imagine mom so you can get to me on instagram tiktok uh facebook all all that way. Good. Now you Good. also have a podcast too, right? I was right? getting ready to say. I okay. Was to, I didn't want to forget. Yes. yes. Podcast. And and my email is is Elaine at imaginemom.com. Okay. So if you want to email me? Um, my podcast is the Imagine Momcast. Okay. And I'm just starting. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I have uh, all lots of interviews about things that are really pertinent to moms. I try to get, do what you guys do and have like Mm -hmm. discussions as much as possible. So some really funny ones, but also like some really great things like how to, Oh, I had a, we had a powerful one with some ladies. I know that all have kids that are, have adopted or special needs, Mm, you know, just, just how to basically, you know, raise those kids and how to handle some of those really tough situations and a lot of things on mindset and um, how to change your mindset. So different things like that. I just actually started recently posting also a daily like uh, motivation for for Christian moms. Mm -hmm. And they're like a minute to two minutes long, like not even two minutes long. So definitely get on there and check that out on the podcast. Awesome. That is awesome. And what was the name again? It's the Imagine Mom Cast. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That that's all I have because I know I know we're about out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been oh. a delight. Do you have time for one more really quick story? Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I can talk fast. Okay. <laughs> so one night I was messing around with the kids and we had this wooden spanking paddle. It's red and, 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 but I wasn't really giving anybody spanking. I was just messing with them because they were being like snails trying to get ready for bed. And I was like, please, please hurry up. And so I was going around like just funny swatting them. And then they were trying to get it away from me and swat me. And we were just joking around and, you know, having a fun time. And I thought it would be hilarious because I just got this label maker and I was so excited. You know how when you first get a label maker, you have to label label everything. 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 (laughs) So I thought it would be really funny if I put weapon of mass destruction on the spanking paddle. So I go get the label maker. I, I type it all out. I'm you know, so proud when that beautiful strip just prints out, tear it on the perforated edge, you know, and I'm just like, La, la, la. And I pasted onto the spanking pedal and then I looked at it and I forgot the M. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I uh, no joke. My kind of mom. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you There's that's no doubt what it is now. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> get him, mom. Get him, mom. <laughs> Elaine, that, that is a perfect, perfect note to end on. A perfect yes. note to end on. I tell you what, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for being with us here on Authors Up. I tell you, you had to go through some, some changes to, to make it happen. And even with the power outage, I thought, what? What is this going on? 
but we managed to make it. You made it happen for us and tonight and our listeners. Absolutely. And we thank you so, so much uh, for being with us. Uh, yes. We look forward to another book from you. Yeah. And when you get that together, get it all written and everything, please let us know. Keep in touch with Authors Up. We certainly do Absolutely. want to keep in touch with you and, and see what uh, what you're up to and what's going on on your podcast and everything. And, and I tell you what, do you have any final comment, one final comment from moms tonight before we close? Laugh more and have more fun. There you go. Awesome. You heard it here first. <laughs> have more fun. And have more fun. Good <laughs> advice. Good advice. Absolutely. I tell you what, that is it for us for tonight. Again, thank you so much, Elaine, for being with us. Thank you, listeners, for being able to join us and rejoin us. We really <laughs> appreciate you uh, coming back and getting over the hump there with our, our little power outage thing going on. But I tell you what, we've got some great shows planned for you. We have our live event coming up on the 15th of yes. October. So you all, you know, keep us in your prayers and everything. We're going to be doing something totally different. Uh, so we're going to keep you up about that and keep you informed as to what's going on. We will be replaying this broadcast on Saturday evening at 7 p.m. So if you missed yes. it today and you have a new mom that you know, a friend that you know that's got some children oh, <laughs> that could benefit from this and want to hear more about the book, be sure to tune in to Authors Up on uh, on Saturday at 7 p.m. We will be right back here next week. I can't tell you what we're going to be talking about, but we are going to be laughing more and we're going to be having more fun. That's so it. Come on back and join us at 7 p.m. Uh, next Sunday night for another edition of Authors Up. Good night, Elaine, and thank you again. Thank so you so much. Thank and uh, good night, everybody. We'll see good you night, next Good night, everybody. Week. Good night, Bronze Girls. Good uh -huh. night. <laughs>